Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. Yeah, I, cho- I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the matinee? No. The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office! There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, fuck you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the punk rock show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Episode 56, The High Fives. We just couldn't stay away for any longer. We took March off because of the COVID quarantine, and we're still quarantining. We're still isolating. Yeah. We just found a different way to do it. A little nervous about doing it this way. Yeah. But I get to see you on a camera. It's true. And, you know, like, if it's good enough for SNL, it's good enough for us. Yeah. What did you think of that SNL thing? I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was really neat. Like, I thought it was cool that they embraced the technology. You know, I was thinking the other day, like, what if we didn't have any of this technology? You know, like, oh, like Zoom be. just wasn't around or anything like that. You know, if somebody had, like, created that that kind of technology for somebody like SNL or for, like, uh, I don't know, was it SportsCenter that was doing the the NBA, like, Game of Horse or something like that? Yeah, they're doing that. They had... Uh... They were playing video games online on TV, which is crazy. So like if you had somebody create that piece of technology for you, like you'd use it in a heartbeat. But it was like it it was a slow burn for everybody to kind of embrace it as a way of like broadcast. Yeah, for sure. I think people just had to figure out how to use it in a a way that works. Like um, even the difference in the different talk show hosts, I think each week is sort of getting better, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you're watching any of those. I don't I don't think you... You're a big late night TV guy, right? Uh, no, no, yeah. not really. But I think like, I was once upon a time, but the the new generation just kind of lost me. You're still looking for Leno? <laughs> <laughs> do your Leno. You do a great Leno. Oh, the impressions are all you. You, you got this. <laughs> they all sound like Peter Griffin doing an impression. Yeah. And that's what I miss most about you, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> well, fits. we can still do that. The COVID has really screwed up my life. I'm, I'm lacking a lot of Nate time. But it's really changed nothing at the same time because there's no hugging. It's true. There's no touching of any kind. It's true. Uh, you know, even grabbing a high five out of you, despite the name, despite the fact that it's the name of the show, is not always easy to get from you. No, the new, the new, the new way to live is no hives and it can save lives. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make that up? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is I no longer have to make an excuse for not going out. Look at you. Positives. Got to stay positive. Because <laughs> no one is going out. Yeah. I don't even have to pretend I'm going to go to that show. Yeah. yeah I'm, you... I'm really thinking about going to that show. No. Sorry. The, vid, the vid's around. No shows. But you could still go to those shows. They're, they're from the comfort of your own home now. I guess I am making up excuses to not watch those. 
right? I was gonna, like you're actually, still making excuses. I have a which note is here. admirable. <laughs> I have a note here to say that I we should discuss that. What are your thoughts on the on the influx of live Instagram shows? I like it. It's not something that I've spent a lot of time with. I think I've spent uh, a little bit of time with it. Um, I've seen one or two of the of the shows, um, and it, it was it was fine. It was it was a little weird. Uh, I don't love the Instagram shows in the sense that like I hate watching people write dumb shit. You know, like while the person's performing, especially like. Hey, you're so great. My girlfriend thinks you're cute. Like that part of it kind of ruins it for me. Um, so what you're saying is if I said we were going to do a high five thing like that and I just kept writing hearts to you, <laughs> you wouldn't be a fan. You know, like if you were just doing hearts, I think that's fine. It's more the the dumb comments that continue to to populate throughout the entire performance. Um, but that said, like the access that people have had to performers or, you know, sometimes actors or musicians, like it's, it's been pretty unprecedented. It's been pretty neat, like to, to have that, that accessibility. Um, that said, I, I I've watched a couple, I'll probably watch some more. Um, but it, it hasn't been a great piece of interest for me. You? Uh, yeah, I, I'm just not into it. <laughs> uh, I get it. I get why everyone's doing it. I think it's really cool that artists are trying to be innovative and do it. And the first few, I was like, oh, this is such a rad idea. But like every second, it's like someone's going live. Someone's going live. It's like yeah. being at a it's like being at a festival and having too many options. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to stand in the middle and not pay attention. <laughs> so you found an excuse is what you're saying. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's on par for the course. <laughs> So, Mike, it's been a while since I've been able to ask you this question, but I'm dying to know. It's a, it's a burning question. What have you been listening to during this time of isolation? Huh. See, this is a tough one for me because um, I don't know how other people are handling it, but I haven't been able to focus during this whole self-isolation thing. Um, I'm really like I've struggled a little bit with it. So. I thought originally I'd be listening to way more stuff and like accomplishing way more things that I wanted to accomplish, but I've done way less. I can't focus on TV shows. I can't focus on music. So I, I my music listening has gone way down and I've just noticed I put on like old soul stuff and like put it in the background. That being said, for the podcast, I did come up with four albums that I did give a give listens to that were new that I wanted to give a shout out to. Shout out. Yeah. Shout them out. Shout yeah. them out loud. So, Mike. You shout it out loud. Yeah. That's a kiss reference, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Aren't now. they all kiss references, Mike? My whole life's a kiss reference. <laughs> all right. So, the first album uh, was The Bomb Pops, Death in Venice. Uh, have you listened to it? Uh, I did give it a, a little bit of a preview. And your thoughts? I'm guessing not as good as mine. <laughs> uh, you know, like it just, uh, it, it, it read a little too bubblegum for me. Oh, it's super bubblegum. It's it's very produced, but I kind of expected it just because I'd followed them through the recording process and it looked like they were putting a lot of effort into production. Right. Which, which works for some people and and some bands. And I thought it really worked for them in this one. I, I found it really interesting. I really like that song, um, Double Arrows Down, which I believe is a, a reference to being diabetic. 
I don't, I don't know my diabetes references or as Wilfred would say, the diabetes. <laughs> Are we, anybody younger than us, will they know that reference? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it had a lot of play. I bet yeah. if you just, if you Google the Wilfred Brimley diabetes, diabetes <laughs> it'll come up. Was he also a Qua in Quaker Oats commercials too? I feel like. I oh yeah. I he was like. Their spokesperson, yeah. I think. Like yeah. I associate him with diabetes and Quaker Oats. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, are they two and what? Are they same, the same thing? Were the diabetes commercials and Quaker Oats the same thing? Not the same thing. No. You, diabetes and Quaker Oats have nothing to do with one another other than the spokesman. All right. That's all why right. you can't be a spokesman for too many things, right? Like yeah, you really just get one shot at it, at least I thought, but... Wilfred broke that mold. <laughs> you know? But look, but look how He's confused I am. I, look how confused I am. Exactly. And that's not what they want. They don't want you to be confused. It's true. It's true. He's uh, a cultural icon, Mike. <laughs> and I would appreciate if you'd show him some respect. Oh, I respect him. <laughs> All right. All right. He, he also played the Postmaster General on Seinfeld once. And he was in Cocoon. Next one was uh, the Suicide Machines Revolution Spring. Yes. And I know you and me have talked over text regard with regards to this. Um, I just didn't really expect much from this album. So I didn't go in with like super high standards and it's way, way better than I thought it was. And after a few listens, I liked it even more. And I'm really glad they didn't try to recreate something that they did 20 years ago, which is what I right. thought they were going to come out with. And maybe that would have been cool too, but I feel like that I would have got bored with that quick. And this is just a little bit and a little different that I, uh, that I, I really dug it. Yeah, I think I wanted it to be like a, a sequel to Destruction by Definition. And it wasn't that. And I mean, it's good that it wasn't that. Um, but I think that's what I was hoping for. Um, I think it's a great record. Uh, it's, you know, 15 years, I think, since their their last one. So, I mean, to come back out guns ablazing like that, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the uh, I think my expectation was super high which uh, is oh, what it is. Lowered expectations, man. You got to yeah, go right. lowered expectations into everything. Alkaline Trio's EP? Uh, uh, yeah. I'm loving it. It's so good. If this is what their new album is going to sound like, whew. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, so this was one that I had super low expectations for because I just figured, well, you know, Matt's, um, Matt's concentration is likely in blink 182 and you know it's it's not on alkaline trio and there just hadn't been much from them since that last album even that lead up to the last album felt like pretty quiet um so like to have this come out and and for it to be like a return to greatness not that there was a departure from it i guess but i guess an assumed departure um yeah i was kind of blown away yeah i really love it it's so good um Finally, the last one is a split album that came out uh, a couple weeks ago by a band called Trophy Jump, who are from Croatia, and another band called Few Years Later, who are from Budapest. And, wow, the international. Yes, yeah, yeah, Euro. Uh, I've been following Trophy Jump for a little bit now, and e they keep releasing little tidbits here, like an EP, then like a single, and now this split. Um, they just keep getting better every single time. Uh, they kind of have like a pop punky version of pop sound if that makes sense probably doesn't but it does and then a few years later is kind of like standard euro skate punk stuff it's awesome really liked it four songs just about all i need 
especially when I'm not listening to that much. Is it Croatian? Is it sung in Croatian? No, no it's in English. And, right. and, and a few years later, it's also in English. All right. So a little bit, it's a little bit disappointing, but all right. Uh, see, I'm, it, it's rare that I enjoy a, uh, music in a different language. There, there are obviously uh, like bands and songs that I do like that are in different languages, but often I find it a little bit hard to listen to. And, and that's snobby by me, but it's how she rolls. <laughs> is it? It is. <laughs> is that it? That's all you've been listening to? Yeah, I gave you four. I told you that's four. That's pretty good. You did tell me four, but and we I talked for a long more. time, and I talked about them for a long time. You sure did. Yeah. What have you been um, listening to, Nathan? <laughs> Most of the music that I listen to is in the car on the way to work, on the way home from work. I don't really listen to much at work. I listen to a bunch like around the house and stuff, but um, it's been like different in that sense where I don't have like that that time in the car, you know, cause I'm working from home. Um, and it's usually, you know, anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour each way. So it's a lot of time taken away from that ability. Yeah, for sure. I like, I get that hundred percent. So I'm listening to, you know, like I'm keeping my ear to the ground for newer stuff, but also listening to a lot of older stuff going, you know, through the record collections and things like that. But that said, Mike, I didn't want to let you down. So I have a couple of things to bring to the table. I'm looking forward to hearing what you got. That sounds sketchy, Nate. That sounds like a no. sketchy cough. I'm totally like that guy that's like, I heard you cough. What the fuck's going on, man? <laughs> when I'm out. <laughs> you shouldn't be out. <laughs> I'm not out, number one. Yeah. <laughs> number two, I think it would be the first case that had been transmitted through screen. Hey, I don't want to take any chances here. Y you never know. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it could adapt. It could get, you know, it could, it could be the new Skynet for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone heard from Miles? I'm just waiting for Arnold to show, show up, <laughs> kick in my door and be like, we're here to save the future. Get out of here. <laughs> That's good. Stick with that one. <laughs> Beats your own Wilson. I've been listening to a band called Big Loser. Have you heard of Big Loser before? I have not, and I know you have told me to listen to it, and I still haven't had a chance, so I'm kind of okay. a jerk. I'm a bad friend. Well, it doesn't matter to me. You're missing out, because this is a great album. This is... I hate to call it this early, but like I feel like this one might stand to the end of the year. In fairness, the end of the world could be in months, so... <laughs> well, but I said the end of the year, Mike. Yeah, one of the same. <laughs> then we won't know, though, will we? Um, but... Uh, so I've heard it described or read it described because it, it does have like kind of like that Menzingers sort of, you know, gaslight kind of Spanish love songs kind of vibe to it. Um, and I, I read a couple of reviews that that, ref, you know, referred to it within that genre and they called it punk inflected Americana. Ooh, I like have it. Have you heard that before? I have not. Very fancy As a sounding. genre guy. I figured maybe you'd heard that before. Hold on. I'm not a genre guy. I just make <laughs> note of the genres because I think they're funny. Well, I thought this one was pretty good. Punk inflected Americana. And I think that really d does describe that genre really well because I've, I've struggled to like, 
you know, find a name or find a, a, a place to, to put the Menzingers and the Gaslight Anthem and Spanish love songs that do all fit in within that, that same, that similar sound, right? Like not the same, but similar. Yeah. Yeah. I get that for sure. So I think these guys kind of belong to that, that group. Um, it's, it's kind of, like I say, like that Spanish love songs kind of vibe, but just like less sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> That new album is so sad, but so good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's less sad. Um, it's even got like some horns on there. Um, it's great songwriting. I really like this album. So I think you should check it out. Um, another one I've been listening to is some local guys. The Fizz Gigs uh, put out a record called We Are The Fizz Gigs. Um, it's We, like W-E, many E's after that. That's why, that's why I did that. Um, local band, fun, pop punk, like... I, I really, I really just like this record. It's a, it's a fun record to listen to. I've also been listening to the Paris self-titled record. Um, I think it by, I don't want to say by far, but I think this is their best record yet. Um, you and I were talking about, you know, the fact that a lot of times there's a, it, not a lot of melody to Paris music. And I think this one fills that void. There's a lot of melody uh, on this record and uh, it really kind of took me back. I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I do and I, I really like it. It also uh, it also made my my wildcard pick for the uh, the High Fives March Madness bracket. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I really need to check that out. I feel bad that I haven't because I just, uh, I just, again, haven't been listening to all that much. Um, but I keep hearing how good it is so I, I really need to check that out. You really do. Actually, that's that's three that three of your albums that I really need to check out. So, Mike, what do you? You've you got keep, work to do between now and the next one. Are you going to keep going? Keep giving me I got new two things? more, oh, two right. more real All quick right. ones. Um, I was really surprised by Screeching Weasel's new release um, called uh, "Some Freaks of uh, Atavism." Uh, it's really well recorded. It's a fun album to listen to. Um, yeah, I just didn't really expect that from screeching weasel um i think like because of when we got into them you know it was very like garage sound right like really raw very like low production and so that's kind of what i always assume them to sound like um but i really like this record and lastly uh the new brian fallon local honey uh, i haven't spent enough time with this record but uh it's it's a it's a good record for now, right? Like in present time, um, like you know, it's just kind of like really stripped down, uh, very different from the last the last record. It's kind of a return to the acoustic guitar, um, but I do like it. I really liked it. Um, it's been in the background a couple times at work and stuff. Um, I'm really digging it. So it just like you said, it, I think for the moment right now, it's it's a good album. So I don't, whether it'll stand yeah. the test of time, we'll see. But I like it right now a lot. It's got that somber vibe to it. So, with no further ado, after 20 minutes, we'll tell you what our episode's about. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, it's top five albums for the quarantine. Yeah. Figured we should uh, do a little spin on the old uh, five albums for if you're deserted on an island and uh, switch it up for the quarantine because we're all kind of deserted in our own little islands here. Yeah, I didn't like think of it as like like my top five favorites that I'd want to bring. I thought about it more as like, you know, if, if I didn't have, you know, uh, access to kind of everything like, like we do in the world. And if I just had access to kind of like five things, what are those five things I'd really want right now? Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's how I approached it. I kind of went with, uh, an album that would, that would 
offer a sense of comfort, something you wouldn't get sick of, something you can listen all the way through on, uh, and maybe just some nostalgia to it too. Nostalgia helps yeah. in nostalgia helps in these sort of situations. So it's like a warm hug from an old friend. Yeah. So without like, the touching and the awkwardness, it's like watching an episode of Who's the Boss. <laughs> when Tony comes in that door, you're just like, man, I feel okay. <laughs> My first pick of the evening, Mike, is a band that I've already talked about. Because right now, like, I feel like there's there's one album in particular that I'd like to get more time with. And I feel like isolated quarantine is the perfect time to get more acquainted with a new album. Like I said, I think this this album... It's going to it's going to stand stand up to the rest of the, to the end of the year. Uh, the album's Big Loser. I'm, I'm taking a big leap of faith here with uh, with something I don't know a ton about. Um, the album's called Love You Barely Living. Uh, and the song that I chose is kind of a song of the time. It's uh, it's called Helpless. And uh, the chorus kind of rings through with it's OK, you know, kind of. Don't feel like you have to take it all on. Like, I think a lot of us, I don't know if we're all still feeling that way, but like, you know, when you give into the social media, which is really the only like connection we have with the outside world, you know, there was a lot of like talk in the beginning about, oh, now I can take this on. I can do this project. I can do that project. Oh, look how great I am at doing all the things. And I think like for me early on, it was like kind of a little bit, gave me a little bit of anxiety. Like I should be doing more. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm just watching a whole lot of Netflix. Um, so I kind of like the messaging in this song, you know, just, just saying like, I mean, I don't think it's directly talking about the quarantine or the isolation, but that messaging of like, it's okay. See, I totally get that. Cause I, I thought this like, again, because I'm such a hermit anyways, I was like, Oh, dude! I'm totally. I've been craving this like time to by myself. I'm just like I'm gonna have time to do things. I'm gonna catch up on all my albums I want to listen to. I'm gonna read some stuff. I'm gonna do my taxes. I'm gonna clean up around the house. I haven't done fuck all, and I was like feeling really guilty about it for a bit. And then I was just like, yeah, who cares? Whatever. Apparently, we got months of this, so I got all the time in the world. Guess I'll just yeah. put on an episode of Tiger King. Yeah. Well, and like. And who cares, right? Like, who cares what anybody's doing? We're all just kind of like trying to get through it at the end of the day. If if doing a million projects is what helps you get through it, sweet, oh, do it. Oh, for sure. That's awesome. But don't, don't feel an obligation, I don't think, right? Yeah. So I was kind of stoked that we uh, finally figured out how to do this. I was like, this is a good distraction. I'm like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's it. I'm hanging out with Nate. <laughs> We're hanging out. Yeah. So I'm excited to listen to the song since I know nothing about it. Well, you're going to hear it. Uh, yeah. So I just, I wanted to pick something from a, a brand new album, something that I don't, uh, I don't know all the words to, I don't know, you know, the ins and outs of it and, uh, and, you know, get, get, get acquainted. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I went with something that it's super comfortable with me, something that I do know most of the words to. And uh, I went with the Gaslight Anthems 59 Sound. Nice. Uh, I think, I don't know if I, it's my favorite Gaslight Anthem album. I think I like Simmer, Sink or Swim a little bit more. But 59 Sounds front to back is just so solid. Like Sink yeah. or Swim's got some iffy things and the recording's not as good. 59 Sounds just like the production on it's awesome. The lyrics are awesome. 
uh, no matter how many times I hear a song on the radio or on my iPod or anything, uh, it you just don't get sick of it. So I feel like that's something if, if I was stuck with an album that I'd like that. And uh, it always makes me want to sing, sing along and it makes time pass by. And then another thing I was thinking about was maybe like the story element in Gaslight songs are really good and keeps you motivated and keeps you uh, interested in the songs. Like they're really good at storytelling, right? Like almost all their songs have like a theme to it. So, and nice. And, yeah. So that's what I went with. I think that's an excellent choice. Oh, I guess I should tell you what song, I guess. Hey, do you want to, well, I just assumed it'd be 59 sound. No, it's not. Oh, I went, well, okay. I, well, you just say your, uh, your song and then I'll, uh, I'll say mine and that's it. <laughs> or we're going to leave it right to the end. Yeah. You know, what is it? What did he pick? Well, there's not much time. It's not a giant wait now. You got uh, seconds. I can I, I can make them wait. Okay. My, that's true. You can. I have that kind of power. And as we know, I'm very power hungry. You are an egomaniac. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Big loser, helpless, and? Gaslight Anthem, the patient Ferris wheel. Nice.
should we talk about this March Madness bracket? We can. What would yeah, you like to talk about? <laughs> well, I, th- I think it was very successful. I think it was very fun. Very it, surprising outcome. Like it had all the markings of a great story, Mike. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was like March Madness. Like it was, it was an underdog that came and won the whole thing. Yeah. Actually, the, the, they were both kind of underdogs. Right? Yeah. We both thought propaganda, we thought a propaganda no effects final was, was in the making. Virginia Tech and U of T came together in the end. U of T. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be something like that, right? Yeah. Some sort of underdog that you're like, who's that team? Some random Midwest school. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty cool way to keep motivated for that first couple of weeks there. It was a lot of work. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without you helping with all those graphics. So... It's a pleasure to work with you. You were a savior on that. Absolute pleasure. It would have probably took all of March and April for me to get through the first round. I think the biggest win was that we had a vote from a, a, one or a couple of votes from a uh, former star of the Young and the Restless, which <laughs> that, <was, laughs> that kind of blew my mind. Like I had no idea we had that kind of reach. Yeah, well, you know, we're big in the soap opera market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should be that should be on our webpage somewhere. Um, but I think it could be something that we could maybe, uh, well, maybe not every year. I don't know. It, it was a lot of fun. I, I think it was, it was a good way to like, uh, to pass the time. Let's say, let's hope we're not doing this again in March. I would do it over again right now. There seems to be a lot of brackets going on now, so it would be flooded market. So we were ahead of the curve though, is what you're saying. I don't know if we were ahead of the curve, but we were doing it. A, and then now there seems like there's a bracket every day that I see. So it would just be, it wouldn't be as fun. Our number two? Sure. You ready for it? I'm here. Strong number ones out of the gate. You know, it's it's really set the tone for, for an excellent show ahead. You got to have a good intro track. <laughs> you do. You got to. Yeah. So I kind of, my, my number two mirrors your number one in the sense that uh, I picked an old friend to curl up with on the couch for, for my second pick. Because um, I do agree. I think like, you know, when you're thinking, when you're considering you know, top five records to bring to the quarantine, to bring to the isolation chamber. You know, you want to have an old friend in there, some nostalgia value, some, uh, you know, something you can sing along to from front to back. Uh, so I picked an album that is, uh, that is no stranger to this show. It's no secret. This is, uh, this is one of my favorites. The album is Destruction by Definition, Suicide Machines. And uh, the song I chose, also a very timely song uh, to what we're going through right now. The song is SOS. Oh, yeah. Perfect, man. Great choice. It's just, it's, this got to be a top 10. It might even be a top five of all time for me. I, I don't know. I don't know why necessarily. I just think it's like, other than the fact that I feel like it's just, it's flawless front to back. And I just, I, I love listening to this record. It's a great record. Uh, it probably holds some strong nostalgia factor too, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I mean, for sure, yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll keep up with the nostalgia because I'm going to go with an album that has a similar feeling. Uh, Rancid's Life Won't Wait. Nice. This, was your, this is your number one Rancid, right? This is my number one Rancid. It's a controversial opinion, but uh, I love it. It's, I, I, the way I describe Let's, Life Won't Wait is... Uh, it's Rancid's Sandinista. 
which is what the clash put out where they experimented and like put everything into an album like life won't wait's significantly different than the other rancid albums i think because oh totally the recording's different the the use of different instruments um so many guest vocals things like that i just love how they experimented on this album and it's just like it always makes me happy well, it had more of a reggae vibe than like that, that kind of like new school ska sound, right? Like it wasn't as op ivy as like their, the other rancid stuff. Yeah, for sure. They, they had like dance hall things in there. They just like, I don't know, just so many different elements added to it. And I just, I don't know. I just love it. Still front to back, just can't get enough of that album. Especially, it's a great choice. And it always makes me feel good. Like it's like, there's nothing depressing about it. It's just a feel good album. Feels yeah. like. Maybe because it came out in the summer too. Like it always feels like a warm. Oh, it's got a summer vibe too. It always feels like a warm summer day. So that's what you might need in this sort of situation. And I went with Leicester Square. Nice. Did you see, just as an aside, did you see that that thing that I think somebody was sending it out on? I think maybe Joel sent it out on the chat the other day of uh, the guy playing Maxwell Murder, the, the bass solo with one hand because oh, his man. other hand was amputated that was crazy i was like <laughs> like what well this guy's making me look shitty about everything i've ever accomplished because i can't even make like three notes on a guitar or a bass and this guy's doing it with one hand and playing it such was a complex bass line mind-blowing mind-blowing i think justin said he's a drummer too which is crazy too but nuts Awesome. Just nuts. Some good that's, people in the world. That's a guy that took on a quarantine project right there. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Four weeks out. Look what he's done. Good stuff. Good stuff. I put pants on the other day. That's a step. Are you wearing pants today, though, is the big question. I am not wearing pants. No. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Suicide Machines, SOS, and? Rancid Leicester Square. Oh 
the square, a hard line It's the one you gotta cross, the one you gotta cross to get you anywhere Michael's on his way to payback's vindication A fist that cuts me taught in his backseat education The impulse acts in low, then enemies face the show It's crystal clear and it's a grip for bones to become broken, yeah, yeah I'm bringing to the quarantine, Michael, is something that I feel like you could really sit down with and like it, it wouldn't just take one listen to kind of like engage into it. It would take several listens. And there's one band that I've really th- like wanted to spend the time with and just haven't spent the time with. Um, and that's because they're uh, a concept band. Uh, the band is Defeater. And uh, I really like this band, but I just I haven't had the I haven't had the time or I guess really the the desire to to spend that time and kind of go through that whole story that they've laid out throughout their albums. That's an awesome idea. Yeah. Well, I think like, you know, like they have put all this work into creating this really cool narrative and, you know, to sit down and like really like listen to the songs and go through all the lyrics and, and really kind of like follow along. Right. I think would be uh, time well invested. Let's say. I would agree, Nate. Good idea. Yeah. Thanks man. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, uh, defeaters got six studio releases. Uh, they're a concept band. Uh, it tells a story uh, about the struggles of a working class New Jersey family in post-World War II era. Um, each album focuses on a different uh, sort of central character that uh, comes from the story laid out in the, in the first album. Um, so the first album is uh, is Travels. Uh, that's the album that I chose from. It came out in 2008 because... 
you got to start the story from the beginning, right? So, uh, so that's why I chose it. Uh, Travels establishes kind of the overarching story and the characters. Um, so this album is the story of the kid, uh, who's a kid of an alcoholic, uh, abusive war vet dad. Um, he's got an older brother and a mother and leaves home after killing his father, uh, while protecting his mom goes to New York before returning home to find his mother has, uh, since died as well. So like I say, it's one of those, one of those things that's so detailed and, and I think is such a cool idea, um, that I really want to, uh, and I'm going to, uh, invest some time with. Great thinking, Nate. That's a, that's cool. I don't think I've ever heard the first album. I think I was really new to Defeater. I think somebody in the WhatsApp chat turned me on to them and I just started getting into them. And I, it was me. Was it you? Yeah. Oh, look at that. It appeared in our, uh, our episode of what we, things that we, we got from each other. Oh, I love it. So. Yeah. Did you know all, all of that stuff? Uh, I, I did only because I read about it after when you guys told me it was in, Albums with stories. I really like the one with the priest. That, those ones are really in, I'm into. Maybe it's my Catholic thing, but the priest ones were interesting to me. Your upbringing. My upbringing. Very good. Uh, all right. So I guess it's my turn now. <laughs> You're the only other guy here. Oh, I thought this was one of those like uh, Zoom chats with like 40 <laughs> people, but I could like. <laughs> those are your stuffed animals, Mike. Oh. Well, that explains why no one's responding. I was feeling really that weird. That would also explain why you kept saying Garfield. <laughs> Garfield for the last 10 minutes. I thought he thought I was Odie and he just didn't care. Or he John. Thought you thought you were John. <laughs> Man, John would suck in the quarantine, eh? He's the kind of guy that becomes a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your three? I'm going with some more nostalgia. Excellent. And I hate to do this because there's always controversy every time I bring them up, but it's strung out. Suburb- oh, so <laughs> controversial, Mike. Uh, Suburban Teenage Wasteland Blues. Could have gone with Twisted by Design. Both albums. I love front to back. Both albums. But which, one, but which one's your favorite? I don't know. I think Twisted's <laughs> my favorite, but Suburban Teenage Wasteland Blues I love too. Um so I don't think I've talked about this on the show before. I know we've had this conversation, but like when I used to work at that bagel shop in high school, um, one of the ways I got through my shifts at the end of the day was I'd finally get to put my own albums on when I would do the cleaning and get the fuck out of there. So I'd uh, one of the albums I listened to a lot was Suburban Teenage Wasteland Blues. And it's, it's one of those albums that made time go by so quick and it always kind of kept the energy going. So that's what I went with it. Um, Could have gone with any of the songs, but I had to go out, bring out your dead. So the version of Bring Out Your Dead on the, on the original. So good. I don't, I don't like the remix version of it as much or the live versions. So I like this one. That's what I went with. I like it. I mean, we might as well stop this right now because no one's going to give a shit about anything else we have to say. That's all I have to say about that. It's like <laughs> Forrest Gump. Oh, they're going to call you out. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Well, fuck them. Oh, I didn't tell you the the song I picked. Well, why don't I do that now? It's yeah. uh, it's the track one to the first album. It's called Blessed Burden, Travels, Defeater, and... Strung Out, Bring Out Your Dead. Oh, Mike. Off uh, maybe the best Strung Out album, or not. Oh, Mike. <laughs> oh, Nate. I want that from this first I'm on this blessed I'm on this burden. 
good at your job well thanks mike that's i appreciate that it's always nice to hear from your boss you know to get a, a pat on the back and there's no boss in this we're a team is that right yeah we're just a team is that that hasn't always been is that new yeah it's new it's the new motto okay here. okay I, I must have missed that memo we had to lay off debbie so oh the, the new hr yeah yeah poor debbie we haven't. We should just not have an HR person anymore. It it just causes more problems than good. Yeah, it's just you and me now. Team. Okay, a team. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What All a right. day. What yeah. a new. It's a new day on the High Fives podcast. It's a new era. But let's hear what you have to say for song number four, Nathan. Why? Why don't I tell you, Mike? I'm waiting I'm, here. All right. I I picked a, a choice here for number four. It's it's really the most bang for your buck. This is this is going to be the most songs that you're going to get for well, maybe not the most songs. It's not short music for short people if you thought that's where this was going cuz those are that's a lot of songs but they're all very short. That's where I thought you were going. And that's not where I'm going. I am going with a Fat Records release though. And the one that gives you the most bang for your buck came out in 2009. It's the Fat Records Retrospective. It's a little play on words there. Kind of a cheap move here, Nate. A compilation. Well, I thought you might say that, but when you consider that you get three discs for one album, I think that's just that's smart math. Well, math's that's not, not really. my strong part. <laughs> <laughs> that's clear. Yeah. Um, so that's why I chose it. Um, and we've played a lot of fat bands over the years, as as you may recall. 
We just um, played but, one. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but one that we haven't played that I feel like doesn't get enough doesn't get enough love is is Dillinger Four. And I, I don't I, I don't like I never got a real sense that they they have a huge. I, I don't know how do you get a sense of whether a band has a following here or not. But I, like I don't even think they've ever come here. You think they've uh, ever come here? I don't think so. I think it's the same thing as Lifetime. Like I think. D4 is huge in the States. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's they, what I mean. They're so influential, but we they just didn't ever come up here, so it didn't it didn't even hit our radar. I don't even consider them a fat band, which is kind of funny. I know that one album's on fat, but I don't ever really or is there a few albums on fat maybe even? I think there's more than one because I think I think Patty and Mike are pretty good buddies. And I think he may also own or uh the Triple Rock. I could be wrong. But I feel like that could be that could be a Nate fact. That could be untrue. But uh, nonetheless, uh, they're a band I really like, and uh, I think I like them more after seeing them uh, when I saw them at Fast a couple of years ago. They were a super fun band to watch, and uh, I was like, "How how have I not like really invested much time with these guys?" So I picked a D four song, and uh, it's off the first disc, which is the hits, as you may recall. Second disc is the demos. The last disc is the uh, Fat Seven Inch Club. I, I thought this was a really cool release. Like for for a, a band, or sorry, not a band, but a, like a label like Fat, who has got a huge amount of releases, huge, a big roster. You know, to kind of look back on on the years before um, and do something like this, especially you know coming from uh, you know compilations were kind of how they got running, really. So I have a question because I've never actually owned this album. Okay. Or this comp. I just assumed it was stuff they released. Is there unreleased stuff on there? I, I don't think it's necessarily unreleased. I mean, the demos are unreleased. They wouldn't have had the demos on any other releases or maybe a comp here and there. But like for the most part, I would imagine the demos are unreleased. And it's kind of cool because you get to hear like, you know, where a song kind of came from, like before a producer maybe said, hey, why don't we move this here or move that there? Um, you know, so you get to hear a, a f- maybe not a first version, but like a, a pre uh, final version. Um, and then the seven inch club, I would imagine um, probably were unreleased until maybe they got on on seven inches. I don't know. I should maybe check out the seven inch club thing because I don't really have a lot of that stuff. So maybe I'll look into it. Maybe see if it's worth, see if it's worth it. Maybe, like maybe we'll yeah, see. D four is also a band I really meant to get more into, just because they seem to be influential on all the stuff that I I like. So they sure are. They sure are, Mike. Uh, the the song I chose it's it's all one word. It's a very long word. It's America's premier faith based initiative. There you go. D four Dillinger okay. four. Uh. The band I went with is a band we featured a lot on here. Uh, good Canadian content. Uh, and I'm going to go with uh, The Weaker Thans. Nice choice. Uh, Left and Leaving, because that's my favorite album of theirs. Really? Oh, for sure. Hands down. That, that's the one. That's it. That's the one that sold me on them. Is that why? Because it sold you on them? Uh, Yeah. I mean, Fellow is okay. Uh, I didn't love it when it came out. I wasn't ready for it. Uh, when Left and Leaving came out, I was just really into it. And uh, every time I hear it, it reminds me of going to see them at the Multi. I don't know if you were at that show when that. No, happened. it was so good. Like I, 
it's every time I hear that album, it just totally brings me back to like it was. I think it was like a pretty nice day too, or something. And I just I got free tickets for work, went down, and after hearing it, I was I immediately went back and bought the album. So, uh, it's one of those albums that's really comforting. Can make you feel happy, sad, and okay all at the same time. You know, like there's some certain albums that have that kind of way of doing it. And it's, it's actually, kind of like the quarantine. Exactly. Uh, and the weaker things, I think, just are really good at that. They're just really good at invoking emotion in you, whether and it's all those emotions. Like uh, for me, anyway, I don't know about how you feel about that, but well, I feel like John K. Sampson's just an incredible storyteller, and like his lyrics are are like a great movie in the sense that like you could watch it over and over again and find something new in a song each time you listen to it. Oh yeah, for sure. I I, I see that. Um. I could have gone with any number of songs on here. I went with Watermark. Uh, I, I hope we haven't used it before on this show. Have we? I don't think so. I'm not sure. I, any My my favorites of the Weaker Thans are, are the latter parts. I like uh, my favorites are Reconstruction Site and, uh, and Reunion Tour. That's fair. All good. I don't think they really put out any bad things. So. No, I, I don't think so either. All right. D4, America's premier faith-based initiative, and... The Weaker Thans and Watermark. These cannonballs are crashing around me I see the writing on the fucking wall It's been like this for so long Now the change is coming out of the crowd I went back, but yeah, you got me When the last shot slipped away Like I rest like all the others Till I sound like a thing Bye. 
How does this, how does the end of the show go in the quarantine? I think we just keep, keep uh, rolling like we always did. All right. So uh, I guess I'll say thank you to everyone for listening. Sorry that we took a little bit of a break. Um, I hope this all works out. This is all really new to Nate and me to uh, not be in person. But uh, thanks, Nate, for making it happen and figuring out the tech. It's Nate and I just, just as a little side note there. Nate and I. Oh, sorry. I guess my grammar's going during the. Wait, uh, wait, to fuck me up. <laughs> well, you said you weren't a math guy, but clearly, you know. <laughs> everything's just falling apart, Nate. <laughs> I'm not a music guy anymore. I don't know anything about English. I don't know anything about history anymore. I'm just here. <laughs> We're all just existing, bro. Yeah, I'm just uh, yeah. Just all right. Truck. All right. So anyway, yeah. thank you for listening. Uh, hope this works out. Uh, hope we'll be back at the end of the month again with some more stuff. Um, wanted to say thanks to everyone for playing along in that bracket challenge that we discussed earlier. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe and doing the the self isolation. 
that is that the way you say it doing the self-isolation staying away from the covid it's the new dance craze do the self-isolation stay away from the covid but like okay let's just talk about that real quick isn't it weird like how many so i was talking about this earlier and how you know you've seen like these videos come out of like los angeles and you've seen like these photos come out of like places like las vegas where you know like freeways that would have been packed with tens of thousands of cars there is nobody on it and like places where there wouldn't have been anybody less than 100 people outside of it in like las vegas there's nobody there but like you get outside in our city and it's like a saturday afternoon at three o'clock like there's an what feels like an unnecessary amount of like traffic and people out and about like on the daily yeah, I see that. Um, I think some of that has to do with how Calgary's set up in comparison to other cities because it's so sprawled out. So I think people are probably still staying in their areas. And I, I, I would wager to say if you went to a city like Los Angeles or something, you're not seeing people on the freeway. But if you hit the side streets, you're probably seeing the same sort of thing. I mean, I'm just guessing because you see pictures of people and walking and stuff. And um, I will say, like, I'm shocked. The other day I saw like a car full of teenagers or young 20 something kids get out with snowboards in fish creek like out of a jam-packed car there was probably like six kids in a car and they got out and they were snowboarding and i was like fuck man i'm like i get it i was a kid too i was a dick it would have been hard for me to stay home but have some respect for some people i guess and yeah it's a weird it's a weird thing i don't know i i do see people like i guess the rules aren't so defined so it's like there's such so many gray areas. Is it okay to go for a walk? Is it okay to like, is it okay to like see your parents if you stand on the driveway and they're in their house or is it okay if you like, it all just, I think it all just comes down to necessity, right? Like what do we need to do versus what do we want to do? You well, know, they, and like, we're like four weeks into this thing, like here, you know, I know there's different timelines all over the place, but like we're about four weeks into this thing, like in a real way here, you know, like, let's just, Keep going. Oh, I totally agree. But Nate, if those kids don't snowboard, the terrorists win. <laughs> You've been holding on to that one, haven't you? That's an old. Uh, that's an old David Cross. <laughs> an joke. oldie, but a goodie. It's stolen from David Cross. Well, now he can't troll you because you've you've made the acknowledgement that it's his comedy you're stealing from. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I really do hope everyone's staying safe. Uh, and staying sane. If you guys, if anybody needs to talk, we're always here. You can direct message us on Instagram or on WhatsApp and stuff. If you're just like lonely and you want to talk about music or something, join our WhatsApp chat. I think I'm going to try to make some mixtapes and stuff. Uh, if, it, if that happens, I will post them. Uh, Nate and me are going to still try to do the podcast. It's going to be a little bit different for a while. Uh, we're trying to work on some t-shirts. Nate's got some really great ideas for some slogans that I've been trying to come up with designs for. <laughs> And uh, they'll probably be up. And if they do come up, we'll figure out a way to donate some of the money. Most of all, um, yeah, just keep living and hope everyone's going well. Let's get to the last song. Well, Mike, I'm going to leave you on a high note. I know we don't, uh, we don't always do that here at the High Fives podcast. But this time, that's this what song I'm going to do. Is this song about getting high, Nate? <laughs> Is it Afro it's Man? Afro Man. <laughs> Same wave. <laughs> Everyone, uh, that's what you need in the quarantine. Afro Man's one hit. <laughs>
Um, no, no remixes. Just Afro Man. I want to get high. No remixes yeah, allowed. That's <laughs> it. Like a single. That's it. <laughs> on replay. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this song does come from 1997. I don't know if that's when Afro Man's "Cause I Got High" came out. What? Well, what I, think? I think that's in the Maybe? 2000s. I think it's a 2000. All right. Well, we can Google that later. Um, Bing. This song. <laughs> my bad. My bad. You're gonna bankrupt us all. <laughs> This song comes, well, this album actually, because we're doing albums, not just songs, uh, comes from 1997. Uh, this is this is the Blue Skies Ahead, man. This is this is the album that says Blue Skies Ahead. It's a great album, start to finish. Uh, I've been listening to this uh, more recently, and uh, not that I, it, it's it's always been on hand because um, I, I do revisit this album frequently, but I've been listening to it more often lately. Um, and I started looking to see if I could find it like on vinyl, but you know, it was such a limited release in its inception. And I think like two years ago or a year ago, they did a repress and I missed it. And now you got to pay like $200 for the vinyl. And I just kind of refused to do that, but uh, it's a, it's a great record and maybe they'll do another repress down the line. I've missed a couple. Like if I had started kind of like really record collecting it like a year earlier, I would have got some things that I really want now, but you know, the future's so bright, Mike. Nathan, Um, when we get out of this, we can go on a record hunt. All right. We'll go do it. Uh, the album. Any any ideas, Mike? Any, I, any I, I don't know where you're going. Just nothing. This. Who knows? Where is he going? Uh, the album's right on time. The band is Hepcat. And oh, sweet. Uh, the song is I Can't Wait. I can't wait for the quarantine to be over, Michael. And Hepcat's a great band. That's a band I've always wanted to see live. And I feel like they got overlooked so much. They oh, lumped, yeah, totally. They got lumped in with Third Wave Ska. And they're not. And they're not. No. And they're so good. Yeah, they they really are. I don't know if they're still together or not. I saw them at a warp tour once and uh it was great. Every, they had everybody dancing. I believe they still are together. I keep seeing I well, I don't know right now, but a while back I saw that they were playing shows in California. So Oh, cool. I mean, this is my favorite record of theirs. I, I do like their other ones, but uh this this one's this one's the favorite. Which song did you go with? I can't wait. Oh, sorry. You did say that. Sorry. I apologize. That's okay, Mike. That's all right. You know, we're all going, we're all just doing what we can. I was just I don't so hold excited. You accountable. <laughs> I can tell by that look on your face. That's how I know when you're excited. Well, I can't hide anything in this camera thing now. No, there's nothing to hide except, no. except whether you're wearing pants or not, because this is a chest up. Yeah. style of a video next time i might just come in my uh my boxers <laughs> i don't wear boxers. i won't know i won't, won't be the wiser <laughs> you won't even know what i'm wearing under there <laughs> i like how you felt like you had to qualify that with well i sorry i i don't actually wear boxers so this is this can't actually happen that way maybe i'm a g-string kind of guy nate <laughs> you'll never or know an a-string a-string what's an a-string wouldn't you like to know i would <laughs> what's your number five mike my number five is uh jimmy world's clarity Ah, oh, nice uh, i like that i know we spoke about jimmy world a lot on this podcast uh but i love clarity i think clarity might be in my top five albums of all time so i thought it'd be crazy for me not to include it 
That wow. would be crazy. If you hadn't included it, I would have been like, Mike, you're crazy. And they call me crazy Mike. So <laughs> if you could see our faces right now, it's just be like, I'm like what? <laughs> Where did that even come from? Who knows? Who knows? That- but he's crazy. Crazy Mike. Anyway, uh, Clarity's just always had some serious nostalgia points for me. Uh, always makes me feel good. Uh, and I went with Lucky Denver Mint because it's one of those songs that I know we've talked about this before, but I know exactly where I was the first time I heard it. And I know exactly the feeling it made me have. And it's still, every time I hear it, it makes me feel like that. So uh, it was an easy choice. So yeah, Lucky Denver Mint off Clarity. It's a great choice. So I'm glad you that. chose it. I'm glad you made that choice, Mike. Yeah. So you want to say, uh, repeat what you uh, you told everybody in case uh, somebody else wasn't listening when you named the song? <laughs> I will repeat for the third time, Michael. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the invitation to do so. Uh, the song is I Can't Wait off the album Right On Time, Hepcat, and... Jimmy World, Lucky Denver Mint off the album Clarity. Uh, stay safe, no hive fives can save lives, and stay cool and be excellent to each other. Go on and treat me like a jerk. Well, when he comes to play, girl, if I'm so bad, why don't you go his way? Hop up, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it, love. Can't wait to 
Hello. Oh, that's gross. That's got the COVID. <laughs> What's got the COVID? Well, I just put my lips up against this thing here. <laughs> I didn't know it was that kind of show. Ah, well, you know, it's the uh, internet now. This is how I'm gonna I'm gonna make money now by selling my body on webcams. How about you? This feels okay. great. It feels like we're hanging out. Kind of. Yeah. You're making fun of me. I'm sitting awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, I get that's to av- pretty much get just to av- like the real deal. Yeah. I get to avoid hugs. <laughs> now I have an excuse. Yeah, this is a no hugging like time in the world's life. Yeah, you must be stoked. Eh. <laughs> You're moked. <laughs> oh, I was hoping you'd spit that everywhere. Uh, so let's get to well, uh, you. Ju- you just uh, you just did the whole digitally. <laughs> Like transformer oh. noise thing. Okay, good. It it is because I am a transformer. Spanish loves Spanish love songs. Is, no, whoa. We made a rule. I start talking, <laughs> I you stop. That's it. We're gonna fight. Let's throw down. <laughs> we can't fight through a screen. This whole world is so mad. This virus just keeps taking and taking and taking. One, oh. t- one, two, three. Nathan, you go. Okay, one, two. How how do you do a three? How do you do the three? <laughs> like three that. like that? Like three like that? My fingers can't do that. It's you do that. it like that? Like a ninja One, two, turtle? Three. Yeah. <laughs> Not even in the camera. Apparently I can't figure out this camera thing. <laughs> oh you just uh you just did the robot. <laughs>